Good. Erev Shabbos, Parashas, Tazriya, Matzairo. Do now a recording for the, uh, the Shea which Bezit Hashem will take place on Shabbos. Um, we're taking up Lamites Omedalus. Lamites Omedalus, um, something like 20 lines up, I'd say, uh, where the Gemara says, Omer Rabbi Zeyro. Omer Rabbi Zeyro. The line begins with the word Zion. Omer Rabbi Zeyro says Rabbi Zeyro. Kiavinon Beira Puna. When we were in the house, we were in the base of Medesh of Rapuna, Omalon, he said to us, Hani Gargilide the lifter, the, the tops of the, the heads of the, of the turnips, Pan Minhu Prima Rabo, if you cut them up, you slice them up into large slices, very Priyadom, and then the bracha you make on it is very Priyadom. Prima Zuta, if you cut it into small slices, so the Havamina is that when you cut it into small slices, it's, uh, Rashi says, Kriyuta, it's, it's, uh, bringing it down a level. And, uh, Rashi says, obviously, we're talking about when you have it, you have it raw. So, uh, if you cut it into small slices, Shahakal Nyevidvare. He originally, he would have said the Brotha Shahakal Nyevidvare. The Chiyasan of Rabbi Yehuda, but when we came to the Beit Hamedish, we came to the house of Rabbi Yehuda, Omadon, he said to us, Idi Vidi Bere Priyo Adama, both are very priyadama, whether you cut it into small or big slices, it doesn't make a difference. The bracha remains very priyadama. Behind the parminu tefei, now that you cut it into smaller slices, it's not because you're, you're, you're bringing it down any level. There's nothing to do with that. The reason why you cut it up into smaller slices is for a very good reason. On the contrary, to improve it. Ki tami, in order to make it sweeter, to sweeten up its taste, and therefore the bracha remains very priyadama. Oma, and that's the way we pass it. Omar Rashi says Rashi, Ki Avinon Beir Rav Kahana. When we were in the Beit Hamedesh, in the house of Rav Kahana, Omar only said to us, Tavshila the Silka. If you got a tavshila, you got a cooked pot of beets, a soup of beets. The Ramashu Bar Kimcha. If it's a tavshila, sorry, not a soup. It's a tavshila. It's a cooked pot of beets. The Ramashu Bar Kimcha. They then put a lot of, of flour in there. Very priyadom. The broth on it will be very priyadom. The lifter, however, if it's the cooked pot, if it's cooked with, uh, with turnips, the mavshu kimcha, there they put in, the mavshu kimcha, say they put in a, a lot, a lot of, of flour in there, then, very many mizonis, the is very many mizonis. The other omen, then he retracted and he said, no, idi, idi, very many mizonis, very priyadoma, in both cases it's very priyadoma, the highly shoddy kimcha to say, and that which they put extra amounts of flour in there is ledabuki, but alma of the law, they only do it to, hold it together to, to, the Dabuki to hold it together, and therefore, in this case, we don't apply the normal rule of, of, uh, that, that the five grades are automatically the Ica. We spoke about the reason what, in the Halamina, before we even came to this thing of the Dabuki, the Avdeneza, the Arsameach, when they speak about this idea, so what was the Halamina when the, in the case of the beats, why is it very Priyadama? If you're not using the reason of the Dabuki that it's there to hold it together, so why should the bracha be very priyadama? I thought we said the five grains automatically make it very minimizonus. And the Ursameh gives us a very, very interesting idea, a rule which he's prepared to go la halocha. We mentioned Rabbi Yashiv apparently uses this, or according to one version, or at least one stage in his life, Rabbi Yashiv Paskin used this uh, klal for, for, um, for schnitzels. That the idea is that when do we say that the five grains make it very minimizonus? That's only in a case where if you were to increase the amount of, of grain in there, it wouldn't detract from the taste of the food. And in such a case, like in a cake, then it's very minimizonus. But in the case of the beets, if you were to increase the amount of flour in there, 
and then it would detract from the food, it would take away from the taste, and in such a case, it, it remains very free or adobo. That's the cloud which the Eretz wants to say, even the halacha, even the halacha. And we spoke about, we spoke about the question, we offered another couple of possibilities how to answer it, one based on the way we explained Tosus earlier, that, that there's an idea, we wanted to suggest the idea, that it's got to be that you're putting the flour in, Kedei Lissoid, in order to be soyed, in order to make it Lissoid. So in the case of the, of the, um, of the, of the beets, we wanted to say that in that case, it's not Lissoid, there's not enough flour there to make it into, to say that it should, it should actually satiate. The Havamina was that in the case of the, of the, um, the Havamina was that in the case of the, of the, uh, of the turnips, in that case, maybe, it is soyed, but then the Gemara attracts and it says, but that's not why you're putting it in. That's one answer we wanted to suggest. We suggested another answer based on the Raman, that it's got to be Lahashira, Ula Asima, it's got to be, got to be Lahashira as well. So, in which case, in the case of the beet, it's definitely not Lahashira, that's why it's very Priyadoma. In the case of the, of the, uh, turnips, we thought maybe it was, Maybe it was Lahashira and the Gemara says, no, it's not, it's, it's only the Dapuke, that's not called Lahashira. These that we suggest maybe another answer based on the, on the, on the licorice. But this is the basic halacha, the basic halacha is that if the five grains are not serving in, in, uh, 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 a significant purpose, so they're just to hold it together, then in such a case, the bracha will not be ruled by the, by the, um, by the, by the Mazonis in there. And the Maitre, if it's tuck a majority, then, then there's a little bit of a discussion. If, even if it's a majority, even if we say, in the case where it's a majority, do we say, if it's only the double okay, that it's not Mazonis? And the Shahatians is not usual. If it's there as a majority, there'll only be, be there the double okay. It's a little bit of a shida. The Maitre, with this, with this shida about the licorice, just very, very briefly, remember the whole shida with the licorice is, if you ask them what it's there for, what's the flower in there for, it's there just, just to hold it together. On the other hand, without the flour, you wouldn't have, a, you wouldn't have any, any sort of sweet there. So, in that case, you say it's more than just the dabuke. So, in, in the, the statement of the Zetabrocha, he brings down, and it's, it's a big debate, this. And he says that, uh, he says, it could well be it's already an old Machloikas, because there's a Tashbat and a Rivosh, who wants to say in such a case, with regards, it's actually in the, in the Halok's official outcome, I think it's talking about there. It says there that in, in a very, very similar sort of case, he says that, no, it's only the Dapuke, and therefore it's not a problem, uh, as I said, to, to, to do with, the, with whatever the, sh- the Shaila is there. Whereas the Pre-Chodesh argues, and he says, no, in this case, even though it's only there to hold it together, since there's a very, very significant ingredient in there, that without it you wouldn't have anything there, it's more than just holding it together, he says, therefore, the brothel would be very minimizonist. And the bottom line is, therefore, and he brings one or two other, other shitters in this who sort of take, take sides in this, and he says, look, it, it's, a, it's a very, very difficult one to, to rule on. The truth is, I'm not absolutely convinced that you could bring any raya from there, because the truth is, as we've already pointed out, the whole style of licorice could well be totally on another makhlukas rishayim, i.e., for example, the point of tosis has got to be soyed, so in which case, it doesn't matter what the tashbats is saying, oh, it's doing more than just holding it together, but it could well be it's not soyed. Licorice is not safe, so in which case it could be that's why the Tashbat says it's not, it's not absolutely clear that you could bring any rise from there to, to, uh, La Halocha. You could bring any rise to La Halocha. So the bottom line is therefore they want to say, yeah, stop it, Brochs, the Hokel, if it's, if you really can't be patient with Shaitis, it would be, it would be Shahakal. But the Bible said there are post game, I think the majority, the men are going on the Shahakal, but there are post game, there are, um, apparently those who want to say it would, it would be, it would be Mazonis. Carries on the Gemara now. Omar Abchista, says Abchista, Tavshul Shaltardin, if you've got a, a cooked pot of beets, 
you should know Yofel Aleid, it's particularly good for the heart, V'toiv Lo'inayim, and it's good for the eyes, V'koshkin Ivnimi Ayim, and it's uh, all the more so, it's good for the, for the uh, digestive system, it's good for the stomach. So in other words, it's a particularly healthy food. Omer Abayi, says Abayi, Behudu Yosef Abayi that's when it's sitting on top of the stove, the Ovid Toch Toch, and it's been boiling away there, and it's making a noise, Toch Toch, as it boils there. In other words, it's got to be, pro- be properly cooked and properly boiled. Omar Apopo, says Apopo, Peshitari, it's obvious to me, Mayo the Silka, that the water of beets, Kisilka has the din of the beets themselves. If you've cooked up the beets in water, it's taken in the taste, it's become a, a proper soup, then you make a broth, the broth you make on the water is very priyadom. Umayo the lifta, and so to the water of turnips, same idea, Kalifta is the broth of the turnips. Umayo the khurushalki, kashukhurushalki. So to the water of any, any, um, anything which has been boiled up, any soup like this, kashukhurushalki, has the din of the, of the actual boiled vegetables, i.e. it'll be very priyadom. Boyer Apopasar, Apopa asked the Shaila, Mayo the shift on my. What's the din of water in which dill has been cooked? Le matuke timer of the. Do you say, well, it's there, it's to sweeten up the taste, it's to sweeten up the taste of the pot, and therefore it's a choshavazach, and therefore the water itself would also be very piyadama. Oyla abure zuama of the law. Is it just to remove the, uh, to remove the, um, the zuam or the, uh, the scum, whatever you want to call it, and therefore it's not a double choshuv, and therefore the bracha can't be on that, can't be hardom. So Toshaman, why do people cook it up? So Toshaman, Hashavet, in other words, I should really explain the shayla a bit better. Why are you cooking up in the water? The Maita, do people cook it up in order to add taste? Or do they cook it up just to remove, as we said, this, uh, some sort of scum? In which case, if you drink the water, it definitely wouldn't make very priyadom. So Toshaman, come and listen. We say with the dill, once it's put the time, it's put the taste into the pot. The dill, which is left over, no longer has the dinim of turuma. The enom etama tumas oichlem, and it's no longer got the din of tumas oichlem. It's no longer considered food. It's lost its state of turuma. Shemami, no, what you see from here is al koponim. The matsuki time of the law, clearly people use it to add taste to the pot, because that was the lotion of the, of the brise. Hashemit mishen nosna tamik dira. Shemami, no, that's a good proof. And therefore, and therefore, in the case of the dill, you would also make very friyadama on the water. That's the end of the Gemara. So we discussed the, the Shaila, Tosfut already asked the question, so why is it that on this water you would make Bere Priyadama? How can this water, which all you've done is you've cooked, you've cooked, uh, I don't know, your potatoes in the, in the water. You take out your potatoes and you're left now with just plain water with taste of potato in there. How can that be Bere Priyadama? Yet when you take a fruit or a vegetable and you squeeze out the juice, we said earlier that's just it's just the zuam or the alma. It's uh, sorry. It's, it's the the um, the uh, it's it's just the not zuam. It's the um, what did the, the Gemara call it earlier? Call it zeal alma. It's just the, the sweat of the fruit, and therefore you make shakal. How can it be on the juice you make shakal, and on the thing you cooked it in it's adama? So Tosa says yish lechalik. Now he doesn't tell us what the chibuk is. The ritva. And others take on, they say, this, they say, it's impossible. It's impossible to say that on the, on the, on the, um, on the, the, the water in which it's been cooked, you make Barakiyadama. It's impossible. Rather, they say, we're talking about it's being cooked in the water, and you're eating the vegetables with it. And that, the mice, is the way the Kapachayim Paskins, and that's why some Svarts and Paskins are that as well. They would not make a bracha on plain water, they would never make Kwadom. 
never, can't be. But as we said, and it says the Ishla Khalid, we don't know what the Chilak is yet. We'll come back to the Chilak of Tosis in a second. The Rashba comes along and he says, well, there is a little bit of, not a Chilak here. He says the two cases are Taka talking about two different types of fruit. In the Gemara earlier, when we said Zeo Ba'alma Yoni Mek Shakal, that's talking about with fruits, fruits which, it's not the derech to, uh, to, to, uh, to grow them for their juice or to cook them in a pot. Rive is lost is in one, at the beginning he says it's got to be rive. You go after the majority. And with fruit, generally speaking, the rive, you plant apples, the rive are planted, planted to be eaten. You go after the rive. So to be there, say vegetables, it could be as well. If the majority are planted for to be eaten, not to be, to be squeezed out for their, to squeeze out the juice, or to cook them up in a pot, the bracha on the juice and the water which you cook it will be shahako. This Gemara is talking about on the beets, or these sort of things, which the rove, no one, no one uh, grows beets to, to or apparently the majority are not, are not grown to be eaten, definitely not raw. They're grown in order to cook them, and to drink the juice. So in such a case, in such a case, you would make Boropiyadoma. It's a question of what they're grown for. That's what the Rashbot says. Now, whether the Rashbot says it's got to be Dafka, that the rove are grown for that, or he means to say that it's completely normal to cook it and have the water in which it's cooked. That, as I said, is a not absolutely clear, and apparently they, they debate this point. Because the Rashbal, we saw this together in, in, the, in, the, um, in the text of the Rashbal, the Rashbal starts off by saying, Kivan the Loiv Achilosanu Alideshalika, but then later on he refers to it, in a couple of lines later he says, Shedar Konishalik, this is a derech to, to, uh, to cook them up. And in the sugya of Shalach, if we talk about Shalach and Shalik, it's not necessarily it's got to be the rice. It's got to be that it's normal. But also upon him, the Rashba holds that's the chiluk between the two cases. It's a question of what they're growing for. That's it. Then the Rosh comes along, and the Rosh seemingly is explaining along the lines of Tosis. No, there's a chiluk. There's a chiluk between juice of the fruit and water in which you cooked up the vegetables. Apparently, the Rosh says that the Juice of the fruit does not actually have the real time of the parents. It doesn't have the actual taste. And therefore it's just they are, it's just the sweat of the fruit and you only make charcoal. Masha'enkin, if you cook it in the water, and you cook it, and you cook it until it manage takes in the time, then it's properly got the time there, then it's very priyadom. It's taking in much more taste. It becomes very priyadom. However, the Rosh and Teshuvah tells us something that adds another dimension to it. Because the Rosh says, we know full well, that if you take your barley and you make beer out of it, the beer is also taken in the taste. It's also taken in the taste of the barley and yet you make shahakal. So the Rosh reveals to us another dimension to this halacha. That it's got to be not just that it's taken in the taste. It's got to be that the reason why you cooked it up was not for the juice. I cooked it because of the vegetables. I actually cooked it. Generally speaking, people cook it for the vegetables in order to cook up the vegetables to make the vegetables more gishmak. Then in such a case, even if, well, for whatever reason it may be, the person decides to have the water on its own, it's still a on. And we explain this why, and that seems to be like this. Because once the, once the normal thing to do is to cook the vegetables, then this goes back to our halakha we talked about beforehand. Shalakos. Shalakos, if you take your vegetables, which are not normally eaten raw, so therefore, they're planted what? They're planted, the real pre is when they are cooked up. 
So therefore, when do you make very priyadom on those vegetables? When they're cooked up. Now, there's no way of cooking them up without water. So therefore, the water becomes, for, for all intents and purposes, becomes like tofel to that fruit. It becomes part of that pre. You can't have that priyadom. You can't make it into a priyadom. You can't make it reach its, the real pre when it's edible and it's kishmak without water, without cooking it in the water. So therefore, the water becomes part and parcel of the vegetable. And since now the vegetable you're going to make very priyadama, so too on the water you're going to make very priyadama. Matcha came with the barley. The barley on the contrary, you don't normally, let's say the majority of barley isn't necessarily made for beer. You're not cooking it up for the barley, you're cooking it up for the water. Well, if the water is the ikka, then it's shahakal. Even though it's got barley in it, it's only got the taste of the barley, it's not toppled to the barley which is left over, and therefore it doesn't take on the bracha of the barley. That's how we explained it. And we went into the Raman as well, could well be, it's not so clear exactly where, where the Raman is, he's like the Rosh, but he's like the Rosh, a little bit of discussion about that. al Kopone, what comes out of this is like this. That without any doubt, there's going to be a machlokas between the Rosh and the Rosh when it comes to squeezing out juices of fruit. The Fida Rashba, the Rashba says clearly, the Rashba says if it is the derech, the, let's say the majority, to make matters simple, the majority of that fruit is grown for that purpose, you would make shahakal. So therefore, as we've discussed in the past, potentially, potentially, oranges, which are grown on a mass, mass production, they're grown for, for their juice, potentially you could have an argument, you could argue that according to the, the Rashba, as the Chazanish posits, that you would make shahakal on orange juice. You could potentially argue that. Whereas according to the Rosh, no. Juice of fruit does not have the taste. It doesn't actually have the taste of the fruit, and therefore it would always be shahakal, with the exception, as we said, of the, of the grape juice and the olive, because those already, the Torah and the said that it's a different kettle of fish. Completely different. When it comes to the cooking it up, I'm not absolutely sure that there would be um, such a massive machlech between the Rosh and the Rosh. Because that which the Rashba says, oh, it's got to be that the majority are cooked for that purpose, or sorry, the majority are grown for that purpose, does he mean the majority, or does he mean that it's the derech, it's the derech to cook them? As I said, it's not so clear, because he writes both of the shonis in the Rashba. And even the Rosh in Teshuvah, he also said, it's got to be the derech to cook it for the vegetables, you cook up those vegetables. And it's obvious that you have, as we said, that you've got to, it's got to be the derech to cook up the vegetables. Because otherwise, how can the water become oazom if the vegetables themselves, which you're cooking, become shahakal? So it must be that it's the death to cook the vegetables. So I'm not absolutely convinced that there they would be an absolute makhlukas there. But I'll call upon him, therefore, lahalokha, when it comes to soups, when it comes to soups, if you want to, in order to be able to make the ha'adom on it, really you have to fulfill all these shitters. I.e., it's got to be normal to do that. Number two, it's actually taken in the taste, um, and um, do we do we see any other other requirements? You're cooking it up for the vegetables. We said as well. There's got to be you're cooking it up for the vegetables, and the majority are growing for that. If you want to be able to clearly do the shit of the rashbul. So therefore, we said that in a lot of some posts can say. Therefore, it's highly unlikely you get the the orach says it's very rare that you get all these all these uh, conditions met. We spoke about, for example, fruit soup. Fruit soup, it may well have taken in the taste, but generally fruit is not grown for that purpose. Maybe nowadays it is grown for that purpose. Apparently, some person wants to say maybe it is, maybe it is normal now. But um, 
Based on that, at least in times gone by, it definitely would be shakal, unless you've obviously got complete pieces of fruit in there, in which case you can make very polite and cover the juice with it. Um, the one exception we talked about was borscht. With uh, borscht, it seems, because there it's definitely absolutely normal to grow it for that. Um, the one point is that it has to be that you're actually having it as a soup as opposed to a drink. If you pour it into a cup and have it as a drink, then you've got those who say that that automatically, that like we saw in Tosus, is going to be shakal. But as far as I'm aware, people, many people have it as a soup as opposed to a drink, and therefore, arguably, on borscht, it could well be you could argue you would make kwaadon, even if the actual beetroot is not in the soup. Arguably, you can make kwaadon because it's been cooked properly, so it's taken in the taste. Beets are grown for that purpose. You don't grow them to eat them raw. If you're having it as a soup, so arguably, you've got a very strong argument to say that you can make kwaadon on that soup. Um... That is more or less, and we talked about if you, if you, um, if you, um, it up, you blend it, so then, since the vegetables themselves become charcoal, so if you then, because they've been blended, unless they've been grown for that purpose, so therefore they're no longer recognised, but they've been properly blended up, they, they themselves become a liquid, and then you cook them in the water, then there's no shiloh you would make charcoal on that, because they've, t- they've taken in the taste of something which is charcoal. We talked about the shayla if you blend it after it's already been cooked and it's taken in the taste. And that, I haven't found clearly spoken about in the postkin, um, but it would seem there's a strong argument to say, based on the longness we've talking about, talked about, that since the whole water is that it's nigrar, the lotion of the rosh was, it was nigrar, it's drawn after the vegetables, if the vegetables are charcoal, so so too the, the, the water itself would also be charcoal. But as I said, it's not, not all of this is, is a slightly, it's quite a, uh, an unclear area of, of halacha. I've seen different posts can say different things with regard to the soup, and therefore ask your own Rob for more information. Carries on the Gemara into the next sugya. Omar Rabchia Bar Ashi. Four lines from the bottom of Lama Tesamadala. Omar Rabchia Bar Ashi. Pas Tsunuma Bikara. If I take dry bread, and I put it into, into a, into a, literally into a pot. Rashi says to let it soak. So, mevorchen alei hamotzi. The bracha we make on this is hamotzi. Upligo, and, and, uh, upligo de rabichia. This argues on rabichia. The Omer rabichia, because rabichia says, sorich shetich lebrochen apas. That you have to break the bread when you finish when you finish, as you, or as you finish, making the bracha hamotzi. And since this is past the number, it's already falling apart, so it's already broken up, you won't be able to fulfill that requirement. We explained a possible, a possible svara in, in uh, Rav Chiyah why he's not bothered by that, because, because already asked, what exactly is the case here? If you've got a c- complete loaf there, so what's the shayla? Of course you should make the bracha on the complete loaf. And if you don't have a complete loaf, so what's the question? If this is all you've got, then of course you make hamotzi on this. So, and we talked about when they have to have turis of the marmal, when it doesn't make it, machlekes to show him. We won't go into that because it's not it's quite, uh, quite complicated that. But the answer to this gives is, we're talking about here a case, the way it's explained by the other Rishonim is, that I, of course I have in front of me, I have a complete loaf. But I've also got my path to Numa, which is complete, but I decide to break it up in order to make Hamotzi on it. So Rabbi Barashi says, look, since you're doing it in order to make Hamotzi on it, you're making it ready to eat, 
you know what? That's pretty good. And therefore that can override, even though you've got a complete load there, it doesn't matter. Since you broke this up in order to make Havetzi on it, it's fine. Whereas, Rabbi Chia says, no, you dafka have to break it at the time when you're finishing the broch of Havetzi. And therefore he says, it's no good, and you should not use that, the Pasanumot, for your Havetzi. That's the Machalik is So, Machif Lo Rabba. So, Rabba asked, he asked a strong question on this. He says, Maishanot Sanumot Zulayi. What's Rabbi Chiyah's problem? Why is it that on the Tznumah you can't make the bracha? Mishim Vichy Kalyah Bracha Aprusaka Kalyah. Because when you're finishing the bracha, you're finishing the bracha on something which is already broken. It's not Kavid Abracha. The Kavid of the bracha is to finish the bracha on something which is complete. So he says, I'll pass Nami, so on the complete loaf as well, Nami as well. Kikogam, when you finish it, Aprusakam, according to Rabbi Chiyah, you're finishing on something which is already broken. Because Rabbi Chiyah says you should break it as you finish the bracha. So you're not finishing the bracha on something complete. Top of Lamed Tess on the base. El Omar Rova rather says, Rova, Mevorich ve'achakat b'tzeah. Rather says, Rova, you know what you should do? You should first make the bracha, first make the bracha ha'amaytzi, and only thereafter b'tzeah should you break it. Only afterwards. Na'azoi obdik rebichiyah, in Narzai, they did like Rabbi Chiyah, i.e. they broke it as they were finishing the bracha. The Rabbonon of the Karabah, the Rabbonon, they did like Karabah. They only break it, broke it after they made Tamaytzi. Omar Ravina said, Ravina, Omradi A, my mother told me, she said, Abuf, your father, Ovid Karabichiyah, he did like Rabbi Chiyah. The Omar Rabbi Chiyah, the Rabbi Chiyah said, Sarif Shetech Le Abrochem Apath. You have to finish the bracha as, or break it as you finish the bracha. The Rabbonon of the Karabah and the Rabbonon, they did like Rabbo, that they only broke it after finishing the bracha, and says the Gemara, the Hilchata Karabah, the Halacha Taket, like Rabbo, the Omar, the Voyach, the Achakach, Betzeah. He says, do you make the bracha, and only thereafter do you break it. That's the way we pass it. Said Tosus, based on this, there are some people who say, who? You've got to make the bracha on something which is complete, you're not supposed to break it until after the bracha. So therefore they will not even make an incision in the loaf until after they finish the bracha. So this is that's incorrect. That's incorrect. Because that means you're going to make a bigger break than necessary, a bigger gap I should say, between the bracha and eating the bread. You want to minimize the gap between finishing the bracha and eating it. Minimize the effort. Therefore says Tosis, you should make an incision. Just make sure that it remains complete. So how can you make an incision and still have it complete? The answer is, the Rosh spells this out, that as long as you can pick up the smaller part, and the bigger part will not fall off, it's still considered complete. It's still considered complete. And therefore, that's what you should do. That's what you should do. Make an incision, but don't make it too deep. So the Tosis that I'm asking, I agree on Shabbos, on Shabbos you shouldn't make an incision. Because on Shabbos, fish lama on the weekdays, no, if you did make the incision too deep, okay, it's nishkafelech. On Shabbos, you will have lost your lechem mishnah. If it's too deep, you will have lost your lechem mishnah. Therefore, so, so, I'm asking on Shabbos, you shouldn't make an incision. Lemaisa, the Mishaburah says that the, 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 uh, the, the Mahajim, wherever his lotion is, they, make a, they actually make a very slight mark. They make a mark. But they're very careful not to make an incision. Still make a mark, just to show where you're planning to cut. But as we pointed out, it's obvious that don't spend too long after you made the bracha looking for your mark because then it defeats the purpose. As the Bir Alokha says, if you've got a small colour roll or something like that, 
then there's no need to make any mark or any decision whatsoever because it's not going to make any hefsek. You can just cut it afterwards. Then there's, even, even on a weekday, there's no, there's no need to, to, uh, to make any mark. And on my as Tosis points out, you should, before actually breaking it, properly breaking it, you should wait for the people to answer Amen if you're making the bracha for other people. That's what Tosis, that's the first part of Tosis. Then Tosis comes along and tells us that, um, what, he brings the Yerushalmi, and Yerushalmi actually says another reason why, introduces another reason why you shouldn't cut uh, the bread, uh, you should be very careful when you cut the bread, in fact, seemingly a reason not to break the bread before you make hamotzi, or finish making hamotzi. And the reason is like this, because if you make hamotzi on a bread which has been broken off, so even though you're planning to eat the rest of the bread, it doesn't matter. The bracha is only going to take effect on the piece of bread which you're holding in your hand. And what happens if that piece of bread falls on the floor and I lose it? So now, you're going to have made a bracha sheinah tzricha or bracha because if you want to eat the rest of the bread, you're going to have to make a new bracha. That's what Tosa says. He couldn't do Shalmi. And we, we learn from there, therefore, that if, let's say, you've got on the table, you've got a, a cluster of grapes there, and you pick up one grape, you make a broth on it, bury it for your eight, and then it drops on the floor before you get a chance to eat it, or it's found to be mouldy. Well, you have to make a new broth on the rest of them. That's what Tosa says. And that's the way the Rosh and the Rabbin Yonah bring it. That's what they say. So based on their, on their shitter, and it's clear, it's absolutely clearly spelt out, it's absolutely clearly spelled out in the, in the, um, in the Rosh. We're talking about, even in a case, where the, um, the fruit, the other grapes are in front of you on the table. Even in a case where the, the other grapes are on the table in front of you. Still, um, we say, the way it works is like this. We say, and we explain the Londres in it as well, it's something called Grail. They learn that the bracha, the actual bracha only takes effect on the one I'm holding in my hand. So how am I allowed to eat the rest of them? The answer is you're allowed to eat the rest of them because it's what we call greater. Once the bracha has taken effect on the first grape which you eat, then the rest of them are sort of dragged after it. They become like part and parcel of that grape and you can eat them. But the bracha is only chal on the first grape. That's the way they learn it. So, there are other Rishayim, however. There's another group of Rishayim. There are Benutam and others who say, No! As long as I actually plan, I specifically have in mind to eat more grapes, I specifically plan to eat more grapes, then it automatically covers the other grapes. Automatically not only covers the other grapes, but the broth actually takes effect on the other grapes. And therefore, if I plan to eat other grapes, it doesn't matter if I drop uh, if I drop the grape on the floor. I can just take another grape and eat it, even if the other grapes are not in front of me. Even if the other grapes are not in front of me, there's actually a third shitter, and that's the rider that goes even further. The rider says even if I didn't plan to eat other grapes, but there were other grapes on the table in front of me, the bracha takes effect on them as well. Automatically, the bracha takes effect on them as well, and therefore he says if I drop a grape, I can just take one of the grapes from on the table. What's the halacha? The final Allah is like this. The Machaber, the Machaber says, he goes like, Tosfus, the Rosh, the Rabbi Niyana, 
who is, I suppose, the most machmed. He says, if you drop the grape, it's going to be a new brothel. A new brothel! And therefore, as we pointed out, it would prob- probably be advisable for those who want to be careful to follow the, the Mechaber, as far as I suppose especially, that you should, probably more advisable is to hold more than one grape in your hand at the time when you are making the brothel. In case you drop one, or you find one of them to be mouldy. The Ramah says, no, Sofei Brokstor, can we follow the Rabbein Atam and that group, the middle group? He says, as long as you had in mind to cover the other, you, you, sorry, you were, had in mind you were going to eat more grapes, you don't need to make a new brothel if you dropped the original one. The Bira Alok of this study says, no, Sofei Brokstor, can means we follow the rivers. And therefore, even if I didn't specifically have in mind that I'm going to eat more grapes, it doesn't matter. There were more grapes on the table, the brocha is cut on them as well. And therefore, even if I dropped the first grape, I can take one of those from on the table. As we pointed out, though, if you're holding the grape and you just find it mouldy, if you can find a little bit of the grapes you can eat, the yolk to the shit and the machabe as well, better do that rather than having to rely on topic brocha slahaka. We said, well, you may then well ask, so, why is this any different to a case if I'm standing by a river? If I'm standing by the river, and I make shahakot on the water, so there, everyone agrees that I can take up the water when I finish making shahakot, I take up a bit of water and drink it. I, that bit of water which I'm taking up, it's flowing river, that wasn't the water I made the broth on. So that the Yushalmi already asked, and it says, no, there's different, because there I knew full well that the water I was going to be making the broth on, I knew it wouldn't be there when I actually take it up to drink. Therefore, my doubt was to, to make the bracha on the water which will be in front of me at the time. So therefore, in that case, everyone agrees it does work. Um, Lamaita, we did point out, it's probably better to actually scoop up a bit of water to make the bracha, so at least it should be in your hand. There is a minor in doing that. So we then said, okay, so does that mean that if, let's say, I, for example, the example we gave was, I'm, I've, I've asked somebody to bring me an apple. Can I make the bracha before he brings me the apple? Same idea. I know the apple's coming. The answer is no, it doesn't work. Even if he subsequently does bring you the apple, it doesn't work. And the reason is because you're relying on somebody else. In the case of the river, I know the water's going to keep flowing. Here, I'm relying on somebody to bring me an apple. You, if you're relying on somebody else, there's no guarantee it'll turn up. And therefore, you have to make a new brothel when the apple comes. If, however, the apple is in the fridge or is in the next room, the prima Godem says, then we said, it does, it does uh, cover it. It's not the chatzilah to do that. Definitely not the chatzilah because of the hefzok and the fact that it's not on your hands, but it would cover it. We then just talked about very briefly the, the um, if a person makes a bracha, let's say, on some grapes, and somebody brings him some more grapes afterwards, they weren't in front of him, so um, are they covered? So we said, as long as you didn't actually have in mind that you're definitely not going to eat any more grapes, um, then the bracha is effective. The remark still says, ideally you should have in mind, um, ideally you should have in mind to cover, specifically to cover any more grapes that will come subsequently. Um, We said, what happens if they bring you a different fruit? They bring you an apple. So here the Mechaber says it doesn't make a difference. Great apple is all the same. However, others say, no, it's not the same. If the apple was not in front of you at the time, you didn't have a specific intent to cover the apple and it wasn't in front of you, you'd have to make a new brothel. And the Mokhen Avonsi makes some sort of, a, sort of a compromise. He says, if the apple is brought before you finish the grapes, then you, can, you, can, um, you don't have to make a new brothel. As long as the apple's brought to you before you finish the grapes. And the Shah says, even though the Morgan Arbon wouldn't necessarily agree with that, 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 uh, that, um, that, uh, that, I think I may have said that the, I think I may have said the Morgan Arbon makes the Asra, 
the, the Mishnah brings, I think it's the Chayol, and we says that, he says, I'm not going to have may not agree with that, but he says, I might we can rely on that, because we've got the Mechabah to rely upon, the kids, the kids, so we can rely on that, on that, uh, on that compromise. Um, we said, however, what is absolutely clear, though, is, if you were, if you were, um, you made a brocha, I don't know, on, on beer, and then somebody brings you a uh, fish, that is absolutely no shadow whatsoever. There, there's no link. It's not like the apple and the grapes, at least they're both fruits. They're completely different species, unless you have it absolutely in mind always in front of you, you have to make a new brothel. Tosus then finished off the last part of Tosus. Uh, in fact, it's not here, it's the Tosus on the page before, but we de- dealt with this here. And the Rishonim speak about this. What happens if, Lemaita, okay, you made a brothel of Artala. So the Rishonim, the Rishami already says, you should say Baruch Shein. You should say Baruch Shein, because Mark said it on what else. From the Rosh and the Rabbi Yonah, it sounds like because you made a brachal of Atala. You made a brachal of Atala, you made a brachal of Atala, whatever the exact Roshan is, and therefore you should say Baruch Shein. Not that it really rectifies it, but look, if you made a brachal of Atala, at least pray Tashem. However, from the Rambam, the Rambam, it sounds like that if you say Baruch Shein, it actually stops it from being a brachal of Atala. I mean, say because the, the spine that is, because the essence of the brocha you're making anyway is singing Shemach Vodah Tashem. So if you don't have the grape there, because you don't know, you dropped it on the floor, so you're going to have to say Baruch Shem. So by saying Baruch Shem, you're changing the brocha. Instead of saying the brocha should go on the grape, I'm saying, no, I want this brocha to be a praise to Hashem. There is no longer brocha of Atol. However, the halacha, it seems that the, because it's brought the halacha, the, the other eight says brought down. The Raman, therefore, is quite happy. If a person says the name of Hashem, or he says, um, or he makes a bracha, just say Baruch Shem and that's fine. If you say the shame of Hashem, you say Hashem, just, you, you, you said it actually, you'd say Volke, obviously, you said Adonis, then just say Hashem, I'm praising you. I want to sing your praises, that's good enough. Or Tlaski, it's not Baruch Shem. However, the other Rishonim say, they bring another eight, and they say, if you have just said Baruch Hashem, you should say Lamdini Chukhecho. The idea being enough, because then it becomes a Pasuk and it's not Baruch Shem. As we said, the Rambam is not bothered by that, because the Rambam holds, just praising Hashem automatically makes an of not brachal of Atala. But the other is showing him the Shittasam, they say, no, it is a brachal of Atala. Saying Borok Shem does not actually stop it being a brachal of Atala, whereas saying Lamdini Chukhecha does, because that's, that's actually a possible. And then we went through the various, various answers, if you say the various names of Hashem, what you could say to stop it being a brachal of Atala, according to the other is That brings us to the end of that little part. Carries on the Gemara. Itma. It's been said. Let's first go with the Mahalech of Rashi. Rashi lands up the Sugi like this. If they brought in front of them, Patisin Ushleimen. They brought in front of them, let's say, pieces of bread. All, all of the bread, let's say, is wheat. And some of it is broken into it's broken pieces, and some of it is, is a, complete, it's a complete loaf of, of wheat. He says, you can make a bracha on the broken bit and, and cover with that the, the complete loaf. And the way Rashi explains it is, if the partisan are not bigger than the, than the shleimen, then you can do whichever one you want. But if the partisan are actually bigger, they're bigger, then you bedafka should make a bracha on the bigger. Bigger is better than shleimen. Whereas for Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says, no, he doesn't say it's an absolute chiyuk, but he says, the best is to make the bracha on the shari. That's the way we pass it. We pass it like Rabbi Yechonah. 
if you've got a slice of wheat bread, and you've got a sholim of barley, so now they're not the same grain, then everyone agrees, you make the bracha on the slice of chitin, and you cover the shlema of sa'olim. Because the, since chitin comes first in the potluck, chitin is that overrides sholim. Everyone agrees with that. Even Rabbi Yechonon. Omar Rabbi Yechonon Barabo, says Rabbi Yechonon Barabo, not so poshut. Ketanoi, surely it's a matloi, ketanoi. Whether the Choshub, what is more Choshub, against Sholim, which one is more significant? He says, Samachalik Tanoim. We're going to learn in a writer, with Atashi Mishnah, Termin Botel Kosan Sholim. If you've got two onions there from which you can take the Truma, one of them is a complete onion, and the other one is an incomplete onion, but it's, it's a better. Rashi learns it's bigger. Tosus learns it's uh, just nicer. It tastes nicer. So turn in botel cotton shalim avadukati botel gadol. The Tamikama says, well, shalim comes first. Complete overrides better. And therefore you take the truma from the complete onion. Whereas Rabbi Huda, I mean Rabbi Huda says, no, like, no. Kielo chati botel gadol, you take from the bigger one. Because the bigger one is both better. Even though it's incomplete. My love, don't you think, Baruch HaMifiki, this is what they're arguing about. The of our choshev odif, the Rabbi Yehuda holds the more significant one is better. It may be incomplete, but it's better. So too with the bread. Chita is better. The wheat is better. Comes first in the potuk. And therefore, that comes first. The truth is, not only is it, is it first in the potuk. Okay, yeah, sorry, it's first in the potuk. It's more chosh. We'll see another tzvara about the Tashem soon. But fine. And therefore, you make a broth on the chitin, like we said beforehand. Umas of our but Rabbi Yehuda holds, no. Sorry, I've got it the other way around. Yeah. The Tanakama holds, no. Sholim of it. The whole onion is better. Because it's Sholim. And therefore, so to an outsider, you make a bracha on the barley. Even though it's barley, it's lesser quality, doesn't matter. It's whole. Says the Gemara, no. You've got no right. Hechot ikokayin, where does the crane present? Kuleyamole pligi the chosh of Odin. Everyone will agree that the more Choshev one comes first. And that's our sort of case. We've got a case where you're ready to eat it straight away, so Choshev comes first. Which one is more Choshev? Chitin. The wheat is more Choshev, and therefore you make the bracha on the wheat. Kipaligi, where do they argue by Trumor? The Leko Kain, where there's no Kain present. This number going to be learned from the Mishnah. Kol Mokrim Shiyish Kain, where there's a Kain there? Tolim in Ayofa, everyone agrees you take from the better one. The Chalmokim She'en Kain, and wherever there's no Kain present, Tolim in Amis Kain. You take from the one which will last better. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda says, no, Ain Tolim in Amis Even if there's no Kain present, your job is to take from the best. You've got to take from the best. And the best is the half onion. Therefore you take from the half onion. You don't have to worry about the, the, by the time the Kain will come, it won't be as good. That's not your Cheshbonus. But everyone agrees, if there's a crane there, you don't have to worry about it being miskayim, it's being, uh, sort of, uh, being miskayim, so, so until you find the crane, Choshev comes first. Even the Tanakhama would agree with that. Omar al-Nachman, by Yitzchok, says al-Nachman by Yitzchok, Now the way Rashi learns it, it's going back on the Machlokes Rabbi, um, Rabbi Huna and Rabbi Yechman. 
The Hainu is like this. The few Rashi, we've knocked out that suggestion in Samachalek Asanoi, and we've said everyone agrees that in a case where you've got, where you've got a choice between Choshev and Shodim, Choshev comes first. Chitim comes first. There's no, there's no Shaila there. But going back to Amachlekes, Rav Huna and Rabbi Yochanan, you'll remember that if you've got pieces of bread, which are bigger, and you've got complete pieces of bread, both made of the same grain, but the complete ones are smaller, so Rav Huna says, but Dafka, you should, you should make Hamotzi on the bigger ones, because they're bigger. And the nice other Rishonim say the Svara is that because they are ready to eat. They've been broken up, so they're ready to eat. They have the crust around them, they're ready to eat. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, Mitzvah Melamuzcha is to make on the complete ones. So we say on that, the Yerei Shomayim Yitzhi Yerei The Yerei Shomayim will be Yitzhi both Jesus. Umanu, who is the, who is this Yerei Shomayim? Ma'aburei Dravinu, it's Ma'aburei Dravinu. The Ma'aburei Dravinu, what would he do? Meniach Purusa Basecha Shalema. He would put the broken pieces inside the Shalema, inside the complete ones. And he would break it. And we suggested it could be that the word Prusa, the Firashi, not like Tosis or the other Rishonim, it could be the Prusa Dafka as opposed to Partisan. Partisan means it could be small, it could be bigger. Prusa, all it means is an incomplete. It's incomplete. It could be that the use of the Lashon Prusa is Dafka to tell us that it's big pieces though. I don't know if that is true or it's not true, but it could be that Rashi Dafka, because if, it's, if they're not bigger, then why would I have to be, say, both Shittas? If it's not bigger, and even according to Rashi, Rapunas, all Rapunas says is you can break whichever one you want. Rabbi Yechonah says, but after you should make on the, the complete ones. So in which case, according to everyone, I can break on the, on the big ones. Rapunas agrees you can. So in which case, why would I want to break on both of them? Rather, we're talking about a case here when the partisan are bigger. When the partisan are bigger, Rapunas says, but after you should make on the, on the bigger ones, on the broken ones, but because they're bigger. And Rabbi Yechonah says, but after you should make on the, on the uh, Shodim. So that could be why it picks the Lashem Purusa as opposed to Partisan. That's what we suggest in Rashi, as opposed to Tosfos. So in this case, we put the Purusa of the Tzorcha Shalema, the Shalema being the Ikka, the Shalema is the Ikka, because the Maitha, the Ikka Alokha follows Rabbi Echonon, and the Ikka Alokha, therefore, is you make on the Shalem, Upeitseya, and you break. Now, which one do you break on? Rashi says it could be you break on both, because so, we want to, we want to, uh, um, cover both shittas, both Rav and Rabbi Yechonon, or you could say that, no, you actually break on the Shonim. Because the Maitha, the Ikha Alokha, is that you break on the Shonim, just to accommodate Rav we put it, we put it to, together with it, we put the Prusa inside as well, to look like you're also breaking on the, oh, sorry, on the Partisan. Tani Tanakhame de Rav Nachmai somebody who is expert in bride that taught in front of Rav Nachmai Yitzchok, Taka de Talokha, Meniach HaFrusa Beserich HaShalema, that you put the perusa, the broken piece, inside the shalim, and you break either on both of them, like Rashi said, or you break on just the shalim, and you make the brocha. Omale, so he said to this Tana, the person, another person who was teaching this writer, Rabbi Rachma Yisrael said to him, Ma'ashameh, what's your name? So Omale, he said to him, my name is Talmud. Omale, he said, your name is very fitting to you. Shalim, after your name, it implies peace. And your learning is complete. Because you made peace between the Talmudim. What a brilliant idea that is. In that way you can accommodate all shitters. What a brilliant idea. Omar al-Popo says al-Popo. 
In fact, before we go to our Popo. That's, before we get to our Popo, what we've explained till now is the Maharik of Rashi. That's the Maharik of Rashi. Tosus, however, comes along and doesn't like that. And he says, no, in the case of the Patisan and the Shleiman, we're talking about where the Patisan are Dafka bigger. Patisan means bigger. Pruto means not bigger. Patisan means bigger. And Dafka, when they're bigger, that's where our opponent says, well, bigger against Shalim, you can do whichever one you want. Rabbi Yechonah says, no, Shalim is Mitzvah in Amukha. Even though the Patisan are bigger. So therefore, the Pitosus, there's no need to accommodate both shitters here. If you've got a choice between bigger or Shalim, you may as well make the bracha on the shonim, because even our opponent agrees you can make it on the shonim. So therefore, the feed tosus, it's clear that Allah is like Rabbi Yechonon, and even if the Allah is not like Rabbi Yechonon, there's no need to accommodate both shitters. The bracha you're going to make is on the shonim. You make the bracha on the complete loaf, not on the partisan, even if they are bigger. Fine. Carries on the Gemara, and the Gemara says, well, what happens if, though, the you've got a complete loaf, but it's barley. Or I've got an incomplete loaf. Let's say it's even smaller, but it's wheat. So here the Gemara says, well, wheat, wheat definitely overrides. Says the Gemara, oh yeah, it's a makhloik of actually. And we bring this bryso with the bottle. And the Gemara says, no, it's no raya, because there was some and there's no cane, so you can't bring any raya from there. Fine. On that, the Gemara says, still, a Yeresha Mayim Yetzi Yedeshanein. A Yeresha Mayim will be Yetzi both Shetas. Now, why will a Yeresha Mayim be Yetzi both Shetas? So now, this is where, this is where we, have to, we have to go slowly by, step by step. Because we already, we, we, in, we introduced the Shetas of the Rambam and sort of the Rabbeinu Yon. And I want to now clarify the Shetas of the Rambam and the Rabbeinu Yon. If you take a look at the sheet, part two in other words, you'll see the Rabbeinu Yonah writes like this. Let's take a look at the Rabbeinu Yonah. V'yerei shamayim mikayim shteya. Meniach shalema ala prusa. You'll note that he changes the gears to the Gemara. He doesn't have prusa b'tercha shalema. He says shalema ala prusa. Implying that the prusa is the main thing. The prusa is the main one. Oh, the Sechi, you put it on top or you put it inside it. Ubeitseya. Yesh, I mean, some say, Beitseya Mishten, you break on both of them. He says, no. There's no necessity to say this. Shebahanokho bilvad mekayim eshten. Because just by putting them together, you're mekayim both shitters. Vidailo bishayibtai to achas, it's enough when you break one of them. Elavadai beitseya hapruso. You definitely break the piece of, of wheat, even though it's incomplete. Because it's made of wheat. And the hither is to put the shlema together with it. But as we said, the prusa is the ikka. You just add the shlema there, but the only one you have to break is the prusa. Because the ikka is on the wheat. Now, he goes on and explains himself. Sholem Asa. He brings a bit. When the Gemara says, everyone agrees to make on the Prusa Shal Chitim, Upeta Esa Shalema Shal Sa'irim, Eina Bezeha Inyan Atzmai. The Gemara challenges that and says it's not really true to say everyone agrees with that. El Otoni Huba Machloikis Achet, actually depends on another Machloikis, Kayyik, because they're similar to this. 
where they argue the Gabi Turuma. And he brings the case of the Turuma. The only reason I bring it, brought this, if you just take a look at the, the highlighted bits, just very interesting. He says, you know what, he, the, the parallel is not because Chitin comes first in the Posik as we've learned. He says, you know why Chitin is more Choshu? He says, look at the, look at the, the highlighted bits. Because it's tastier. Wheat is tastier than, than barley. Like the chapti botel godel. Like the half onion, which we said is not because it's bigger, like Rashi said, rather it's tastier. He says it again. Highlighted again. It's, it's tastier. He, he Mamash says it, the, the, the parallel between the case of the onion and the case of the bread is Mamash the same thing. You've got a whole onion or a half onion, but a half onion is tastier. So to here, you've got a complete loaf of barley, or you've got a slice of, an incomplete loaf of wheat. But the wheat one is much tastier. So it's much the same machlokes. And therefore we say, it's a machlokes. It's a machlokes tanakama rabbi Huda. Now if you just skip down, because we don't really have to go through the, the whole thing, that's basically, that's the only reason I brought that bit there, just to show you, very interesting, he learns differently. I haven't seen it in any other Roshonim like that. So if we take a look where it says the line begins because Rav um, makes this actually in the Agamora it's not Rav it's Rav Yirmiyah Bar Abba I think it was um, he says yeah he says actually it's not Debriako it's dependent on Machlokes Tanakama Bar Abi Huda Uvo Achakat Tanakama Bar Abi Huda Uvo Achakat Tanakama Bar Abi Huda We've got this person who comes along and he says, actually, Menyak Prusa Besuch Shlemo, put the Prusa inside the Shlemo, now the gift of some reason has gone back to Prusa Besuch HaShlemo, Ubeitseya, Kedim Ekaim Eshten, in order to be Mekaim Bote Shittas, Omanos, he says to him, Shonem Atov Shonem in the Mishnazcha, Shesamsa Shonem in Atamidim, Echatam Inyan Shiyatu Kedim Ekulo. So he says, that's the way, that's why, because we have this Machlekes, Rav and Rabbi, uh, sorry, Tanakam and Rabbi Yudha, therefore you should do it in such a way which is Mekaim Bote Shittas. When it comes to the Machlekes Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbono, it would appear the Halakha Saka like Rabbi Yehuda. So Omar, he says, that you should take the half of the whole onion. The Soba, and he holds the Bota Choshev of Zino, that we go after the more Choshev one, so Choshev and the Tamut are Kavosei because we can see that the Gemara goes like him. So Omar Choshevada, because we said that the Choshev is more important. You make a bracha on the piece of the Chitim, and with that you cover the body. So you see that the way we pass it is that Choshev overrides Sholim. The, the tastier one overrides the Sholim. So therefore we pass in seemingly like Rabbi Yehuda against the Rabbonon. So even further, what he says that the Gemara, I mean, of the Hedra, Kalmokim, Shish, Kain, we take explicitly in the Gemara wherever there's a claim, no Peligi, there's no argument. The Choshev Odin that the Choshev is more, is better. Ki Peligi Bishain Kain Bukhuru. The Mashmah de Divarakolu, the Choshev Advarim, the Choshev Odin. He says, according to that start in the Gemara, when the Gemara says, when the Gemara says that it could well be that there's no Mashmah it's absolutely clear the Choshev is Odin. Therefore, he says um, that with regard to the final Alokha, it would appear that Choshev is, is better. So according to what we've said, we've learned a certain halacha. The kibbutz the hilchas like Rabbi Yehuda. The since the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, 
So Omar, he says, Chatsi Botzel Godel, that he says that you, we passkin like him, that you duck take the Turumah from the bigger onion, the half which is bigger, that it's, it's better, that the Choshev is better, if you've got a choice between both are wheat bread, the one is but the prusa is from better quality um, um, flour. You should make a broth on the shlema since it's not so tasty. He follows through on his svara. He says the whole svara of chitim over soyim is because chitim is tastier, and we pass it that the tastier is better even over shalim. So therefore, he says by the same token. If you've got a choice between two, two pieces of bread, both are wheat. One is from a better quality and therefore tastier type of wheat. Even if the other one is shalim, and this one, the tastier one, is, of, uh, is incomplete, the brothel would be on the tastier. Well, we don't pass like that, by the way. That's the whole shitter of the Rabbeinu Yonah. What it seems from the Rabbeinu Yonah is like this. The Rabbeinu Yonah seems to learn so the challenge was on that Divrei Akol. When we said Divrei Akol, everyone agrees that if you've got a slice of bread or a complete loaf, but the slice is of wheat, is of better, is of pastia, or your barley, but it's complete, everyone agrees that you go after the Choshev, you go after the tastier one. On that, the Gemara says, not everyone, it's a Machlokes Rabbi Yodan Tanakam. But we're not actually challenging the halacha. We're not challenging the halacha. Therefore, the halacha will still go like Rabbi Yehuda. And we'll, no matter what, the halacha is, you will make a bracha on the, the ikka is the, more, the tastier one. The Gemara even goes further and says, no, it could well, it could well be that it, it does fit with everyone. Maybe there's no makhalik of tanoim. Says the Gemara, a yerei will be mekayim both shetas. A Yeresha Mayim will be Mekayim Boshetas, the Hainu Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbana. And he will put the Purusa of the Seychash Now, interestingly enough, the Rabbi Yonah does, as we noted, in the middle, he does bring that Loshan Purusa of the Seychash implying that Shlema is the Ikka. But when he, but the Maita, when he brings it, uh, uh, when he starts out, he says, the Yeresha Mayim Mekayim Shtem, Meniach Shalim Ala Purusa. And this would seem to be for the following reason. Because he says, Mimonavshoch. If there's no Machlokes Tanoim, then it's absolutely clear, if there's no Machlokes Tanoim, it's absolutely clear that the Purusa will be the Eka. Because it's better. It's better. No one can argue that if there's no Machlokes Tanoim. Even if you want to tell me there is a Machlokes Tanoim, fine. There's a Machlokes Tanoim. But the Halokha still follows that the Choshev is better. But because maybe, maybe there's no Machalekes Tanoim, therefore, and therefore maybe it's not Divya Akol, we're going to tell you to put the Chitim together, to put, sorry, to put the barley bread, to put it together with it. Meniach Shalemo ala Prusa, but the Prusa is the Eka. Therefore the Rabbeinu Yonah says, there's no need to break both pieces of bread. Break only the Chitim. Because the might is absolutely clear, as far as we're concerned, the Eka Halotha is, Chitin comes first. Whether there is a Machlech Tanoim, whether there is no Machlech Tanoim, it doesn't change the Halacha. We were only challenging the Divrei Akol. Since we were only challenging the Divrei Akol, the Halacha does not change. 
Maybe not everyone agrees with it, it doesn't matter. But the Halakha will follow Rabbi Yehuda either way, and the Choshev comes first. Therefore, the Chitin comes first. And therefore, the one you're going to break is the Chitin, even if it's incomplete. Just because maybe the, it's, they're in the Machalik Tanoim, in order to accommodate the shit of the Tanakama, who will surely, if there's a Machalik Tanoim, we tell you to put, the, to put the complete one there as well. But you don't have to break it. That seems to be the shitter of the Rabbeinu Yonah. As to why, as I said, in the Gomorrah, does he have a different gift in the Gomorrah or not, is not absolutely clear about when, when it says, Minyach HaFrusu Is he changing it in the Halacha? Or is he, does he have a different gift in the Gomorrah? It's not absolutely clear. Because, as I pointed out, in the, in the, in the sort of, the next, the second bit of the Rabbeinu Yonah we read, he does have it like we have, Minyach HaFrusu B'Sechah I would venture to say, maybe, maybe, when we said, that was at a stage where we, we were suggesting that there is definitely a Machalik Tanoim. So therefore, if there definitely is a Machalik Tanoim, no, even then it wouldn't particularly help us. I'm not sure. I'm not absolutely sure how, how we reconcile that. That, one's, that. that problem will still, still remain. That's the Rabbeinu Yonah. But if we take a look at the Rambam, the Rambam, let's take a look if we work down the sheet. The Rambam says, Mitzvah min shleimo. As we, we read this out already the other day, on, on Erev Shabbos, there's a mitzvah to, in fact, earlier today I should say, there's a mitzvah to break on the shleimo. If they're both at the same time, Mitzvah min is to break on the shleimo. Im shom shleimo shal if you've got a shalim of sa'irim, a prusa shal chetim, menyach shleimo b'sech prusa. Same as the Rabbi Niyono. So the prusa is the ikka, like we explained in the Rabbi Niyono. But he says, You break from both of them. Why did he say you break from both of them? The answer is in the next Rambam. Because the Rambam in Hilchas Terumah writes, Term in Boktel Sholem, when it comes to Hilchas Terumah, you take Terumah from the complete onion, even though it's smaller. Even if it's bigger, Sholem comes first. Not like the Rabbi Yona. We don't pass in like Rabbi Yehuda. What's going on here? So I believe what's going on is like this. The Rabbi Yona, as we said, if you look carefully at the Loshan, says that the challenge of the Gemara was it's not Dibre Akal. It's not everyone agrees that you make on the Chitin. It's Machrik Tanoim. We're not challenging the final Alokha. The Alokha would still follow Rabbi Yehuda. And therefore, you only break from the prosa. The Rambam learns, like we explained it on the, the show on, on the, earlier today, on Erev Shabbos. That the Rambam learns the challenge of the Gemara was, you said, it's posh it to you, that you make a bracha on the, on the, on the chitin? It's a machloikit tanoim. It's a machloikit rabbonim and rabbi Yehuda. And if it's a machloikit rabbonim and rabbi Yehuda, who are we going to pass in like? We're going to pass in like the Rabbonon. Rabbonon against Rabbi Yehuda, the Halakha's like the Rabbonon. And if there are Halakha's like the Rabbonon, Sholem overrides. And therefore you should be making a bracha on the, on the barley bread, because it's complete. And the Gomorrah, so to speak, pushes that away. It says, no, really they would agree in this case, there's only because there's no Kohen there. The question is, is there Machalik Tanoim or not? If there's no Machalik Tanoim, then fine, the Halakha says as it is. You make, you break on the, on the prusa, on the chitin. If there is a machloek of Tanoim, however, then we're going to pass in like this Tanakamo. That Sholim overrides Choshom, and therefore you'd have to break from the Sa'im, because that's complete. So what do we do? Therefore the Raman says like this. 
in Hilchas Terumas, he says, this is what I think is going on over here, in Hilchas Terumas, he says, look, we don't touch the status quo. We've got a Mishnah which has a Machloka Tanakama of Yehuda. You want to suggest that that's looking at the case where there's no code there? Prove it. You can't prove it. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Therefore, says the Rambam, as far as I'm concerned, I'll offer the Tanakama. And since we can't prove that we're only talking about a case where there's no crane there, the Raman Paskins, even if there is a crane there, you take from the complete onion. We pass it like the Tanakama. That's what he writes in Hilchus Rumus. When it comes to Hilchus Brochus, however, again, we don't know what to do. Maybe there is a Machalik Tanakama, maybe there's no Machalik Tanakama. But here there's an answer. I can break on both of them. And by making the Brocha and breaking from both of them, I fulfill both shitters. So therefore, says the Rambam, make sure to break from both of them. Because if there's a Machalokas Tanoim, and the Halokas like the Tanakama, and that Shodim is better, so no, I'm breaking, I'm making, I'm opening and breaking from this Oyim, from the body, which is Shodim. And if there's no Machalokas Tanoim, like you wanted to suggest in the Gemara, and therefore the Halokas would still be that, that Choshev is better, fine, so I'm making the Brocha, and I'm breaking from the Chitin, I'm breaking from both of them. Aye, why does the Rambam then say, Minyach Shalim of the Surf Perusa, implying that the Chitin is the Ikka, the answer is because over here as well, we don't move from the state, from the status quo, which was the Gemara starts out by saying, "Divrei Akal, everyone agrees that you make a bracha on the chitin. Chitin is more chashuv." The Gemara challenged that from Tzuruma, and we said, "It's a machlokes in which case you're wrong." Then the Gemara pushed it away. So we don't know: Are you wrong? Are you right? So therefore, we leave it as it was that the ikka is going to be the chitin, but lamaita. Since we've got a way out of this by breaking, breaking from both of them, so we'll tell you the prusa can be the ikka. You can call it the ikka. But a maita, you should put the shleimah there and you should break from both of them. And that, I believe, is the, is the, the, the way we can explain the shetah of the, of the Rambam. The maita, we I think we're, we're running out of time here. We're fast running out of time. So if you just very quickly look at the rosh here, you'll see in the rosh, the Rosh quotes the Gemara, quotes the Gemara, and he says, like Tosus, that, we're, that this, uh, this, this Yereshamayim, Yereshamayim, is going on the case of Prost Shal Chitin, or Shleim HaShosayim, is going on that case. And he, he also says, he says, like Rashi, that, sorry, he says, the second Rosh in the Rashi, that is the Ikab Shat. If you look at the Rosh in Mesechah Trumas, he says, like the Gemara was Zeche here. So the Machlokas there between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbonon was only in a case where there's no Kohen. But where there is a Kohen, where there is a Kohen, definitely the Choshev is better. It would seem that the way the Rosh learns it, and it could well therefore, it could well be that that's the way Tosus learns it, is like this. Because the Rosh also, by the way, he has the gift like in our Gemara, that you put the pros of the Seychah Shlema, implying that the Shlema is the Ikra. So what's going on over here? It would seem, it would seem, although I'm not absolutely definite, it would seem like this. That the Rosh learns, truth be told, truth be told, the Gemara has been the, the, the suggestion that, that it's Machalek Tanoi. And therefore, may Ikah Adin Me'ikadin, me'ikadin, Choshev is better. And therefore the one which you want to make the bracha on is going to be the prusa. 
is going to be the prosa. That's me'ika adin. Me'ika adin, the prosa you're going to make on, is going to be on the, the wheat. Because Choshev is better. As he indicates in Mesechah Trumas. Like the Gemara of Zoycha. There's no Machlech Tanoi. The Yeresha Mayim, the Yeresha Mayim, is just being yoked to the possibility that there was a Machlech Tanoi. Now let's work this out. If there would have been a Machlech Tanoi, but not that there is a Machlech Tanoi, if there would have been a Machlech Tanoi, then the Halakha would have been like the Tanakhama. If the Halakha is like the Tanakhama, if the Halakha is like the Tanakhama, then Shorim overrides. So therefore, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to be, you say, both, both, uh, both shifters, you take the prusa, you put it inside the Shorim, meaning the Shorim is the Eka, because that's the shift of the Tanakhama, the Shorim has to be the Eka, Allah said that there was a Machlechet Tanoim, then the Shorim is the Eka. So you put the prusa inside the Shorim, you put the prusa inside the Shorim, so you still have to make a broch on both of them. Because remember, strictly speaking, Halokha as you can see from the Sechah there's no real Machlechet Tanoim. There's no real Machlechet Tanoim. So therefore, it's a bit of a, I wouldn't say a catch-22. We know, truth be told, that the real one you should be making the bracha is on, is on the prusa. Therefore, you have to break from that one. But if you're being the Yeresh mind who wants to be yoked to the possibility that maybe there's a Machlechet, that there is a Machlechet Tanoim, in which case, Halokha would have been like the Tanakhamo, in which case, therefore, the Shalemo would be the Ikha, so therefore you're going to put the prusa inside the Shalemo, and you would have to break from the Shalemo. But the Maisi, you break from both of them, in order to, to accommodate the Ikha Alokha, which the Ikha Alokha is, that there's no Machalikas Tanoim, and the prusa is the Ikha, like we said. So, in which case, it comes out, that the Maisi, the Rosh, and the Ramam are, in their Ikha Mahalik and the Gomorrah, is more or less the same, it's just in the final Pesach, they, they differ. The Rambam holds in the final Pesach with regard to the case in Trumas, we pass in like the Tanakhama. The Rosh would say, no, in the final Pesach there's no Machalikas Tanoim. In that Nakuda, that's, that's where they, that, that's where they're coded. But they both agree, in Al-Gamara, you have to take both of them together and break from both of them. That's the, that's what comes out from that. Let's just finish off the Gomorrah now. Um, Omar Rapopo. Says Rapopo, Hakol might in the Pesach, everyone agrees on Pesach, you have to put the broken matzah inside the shlema and break. Now, which one you break from, as we saw in Tosus, three, three or four mahalchem there. My time, what's the reason? Because lechem oni Because there, the ikka mitzvah of the night is lechem oni, is the bread of affliction. It's got to be poor man's bread, and therefore you need the, the, you need the broken matzah. So, we have three different mahalchem there. One mahalchem in Tosus is that all brothos and the breaking of the matzah is actually to be done on the Shodim, not on the Prusa. And that's the Minhag, he says. There are those who say no, but not the other way around. There are those who do everything on the, on the Prusa, and they only have the Shodim there just because of the Rechah Mishnah. And then we have the Ri, the Ri who says no, he would make the Hamotzi on both of them, and then he would make the Alachilas Master on the Prusa, before breaking anything, and then he'd break from both of them. That's, that's talking the way, the way we do it. He says sometimes what he would do is to be in order not to uh, change from the minas, he would make a bracha on the on the uh, on the make the hamotzi on the shodim. He would break it to show like the minas, which is to break from the from the uh, from the shodim, uh, because everything should be on the on the shodim. Um, but he would not actually take it away. 
he would then make the bracha on the on the alachilas mouth on the fruit, and then he break from both of them and eat them together. Now they say we do the mice we do like the re, which was the, the previous one. That's what we do. Omar Abashi says Abashi, Khazino de Rabka uh sorry before that. Omar Rabbi Abba, with the Shabbat Khaibod and the say I'll take chorus. On Shabbat a person is obligated to break on the two loaves. You've got to have Lecha Mishnah. My time, what's the, rest, what's the reason? Lecha Mishnah, because it writes Lecha Mishnah. Omar Abashi says, Abashi, Chodzino leila rakahana, Aitu rakahana, Denokit Tarte, he held two loaves, because it says Lecha Mishnah, it says, Veloka tu Lecha Mishnah, you've got to gather two loaves, you've got to hold two loaves, Ubot Tachadam, you only actually break one. Because only the Lekita, only when you hold them, that you have to have two loaves there. But the Maitha, when you actually break it, you only break from one. As we know, on Friday nights, it's the lower one. Uh, you've got to be careful about Imal bin al-Mitzvah so you should hold the lower one nearer to you um, so you shouldn't be Imal bin al-Mitzvah so Rabbi Zeira he would break on uh, he would break a nice big piece off Omari Rabbeinu Ravashi so Rabbeinu said to Ravashi it looks like glass in here it's greedy breaking such a big piece so Omari Rabbeinu Ravashi since he doesn't normally do that so he's only doing it today on Shabbos it's clear he's not doing it out of greed, he's doing it out of covered Shabbos. Out of covered Shabbos. As we mentioned, the Rashba learns this whole studio differently. He learns, it's printed on the page here, it's at the bottom there, if you want, you can look at it inside. I'll just show you in the Gemara how it goes. He says that Rabbi Zera, the Bota Akulashi Rutta, he would break on all the loaves in front of him. Not that he would break a big piece off. He would, the Dafka, not like Ravashi, who says that he saw Rav who broke one out of the two. Rabbi Zera says, however many loaves say, break from all of them. And then on that we ask, but that's Rav Sonusa, that's, that's greedy. And we say, no, it's covered Shabbos. And based on that, the Vilna Gaon, the Vilna Gaon, as we said, used to do that. The Ikah Alokhada in Shulchan Aruch is talking like, like Rashi, the Rambam learns that as well, that so you take the two loaves and you only break from one. But as I said, those who are naked like Gaon would break from both of them, like Ravina, um, well, um, like uh, Rabbi Zero used to do. Rav Ami, Rav Asi, Kabbal, Mitzami, the Urifta, the Erubah, when they would get the chance to the, somebody brought them bread from an Eruv, Rashi says Eruv Bechatzeros, from the Eruv Tavshilin, the Eruv of Mavorchen, Aveh HaMitzelechem and Oretz, says, Mitzelechem and Oretz, and Oretz, that's on that one, only because they said, hold this Aveh Bechatzeros, and once one Mitzel has been done with it, the Aveh Bechatzeros, let us do another, another Mitzel with it. That, more or less, brings us to the end of that, uh, of that Sugim. I hope you've had a good Shabbos, by the time you've heard this, and uh, have a very good Vosh ahead.